This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It is 12.03, January 8th, 2024. Good afternoon. Thanks so much for joining us for the Monday edition of the WBBM Noon Business Hour. I'm Rachel Pearson, filling in for Rob Hart. The always interesting Consumer Electronics Show takes place in Vegas this week. We'll get a preview of that in our next segment. But first, the economic week ahead includes a jobs report recap, a reading on inflation, plus the launch of corporate earnings season. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line reminding you to bring your business home is Carl Riccadonna, chief U.S. economist at BNP Paribas in New York. And Carl, uh, obviously a busy week. It's sort of our first full week of the new year. What are we keeping an eye on? Well, we're uh, still digesting the jobs report from last Friday, which uh, looked strong on the surface and had some uh, weak underpinnings. So we'll be watching things like those uh, uh, weekly filing uh, numbers for unemployment insurance that's coming up on Thursday. Uh, Tomorrow, we have the uh, Nationwide Survey of Small Businesses, the NFIB, National Federation of Independent Businesses, Small Business Survey. Um, That's useful to uh, give us some sense of the underlying uh, tea leaves, especially outside of the the biggest companies uh, in the landscape. And of course, the uh, hallmark report this week is going to be the Consumer Price Index, the CPI data uh, for December. Uh, We're looking for a, a somewhat hot print. So we've seen a lot of Uh, inflation improvement over the last uh, couple of months, but uh, it's not so clear that we'll make it all the way to the finish line without a little bit of bumpiness. Uh, We think some of that bumpiness could show up on Thursday. And that bumpiness, obviously, uh, relating to the Fed and its decision to tackle uh, inflation here. But I am curious, you know, I think a lot of talk at the end of 2023 was was surrounding the idea of a recession, and we seem to have sort of dodged that. But when you talk about bumps along the way here in early 2024, what might that look like? Well, the bumps could mean that uh, we're not getting back to normal as quickly and as smoothly as we thought. So I think that the recession risks have uh, receded. They're not gone, so we can't uh, cross that off as a uh, uh, not uh, a plausible event. Um, certainly, we have to be wary about those types of risks. Uh, but uh, rather, we have to watch that uh, maybe getting from 6% inflation to 4% inflation happened relatively quickly and relatively seamlessly uh, but getting all the way back from 4 down to 2% uh, could be a much more challenging environment. And that, that's where the bumpiness comes in. Even in last Friday's jobs report, we saw signs of sticky wage pressures that are still running hot if we want to get back to a, a 2% inflation rate for the economy. We're just not quite there yet. And, and so those are the risks that will impact the timing of how the Fed recalibrates policy 
recalibrates interest rates uh, in the year ahead. And we know, too, that the Fed places a, a lot of weight and significance on the labor market. And, and you sort of alluded to it. I want to dive in a little bit deeper, because if we look back at the jobs report from December, uh, at the surface level, better than we expected. But but it's sort of, you mentioned, there's a little bit of undertone there. Uh, help us understand what lies beneath the surface. Yes. So on the surface, a stronger number than uh, we expected. Uh, but we saw in the uh, revisions to the prior two months, uh, that was reduced considerably. So instead of a, a 200,000 plus type of jobs report, it was more like, let's say, 140,000 uh, net of those revisions. Uh, we also saw the number of hours worked the work week uh, shrinking by a tenth. So there were there were some signs of problems there. Uh, the other thing we're keeping an eye on is the the breadth of job creation in the economy, the diffusion of job growth, uh, and that has been on a, uh, a pretty steady downward trajectory over the last year. Often that's a sign of more problems ahead. Uh, in other words, the labor market not firing on all cylinders. Uh, so we're keeping a very careful eye on, on that as well. And finally, uh, labor force participation declined in the last jobs report. So we had been watching an uptrend, wondering if maybe we can break out of a uh, 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 a trend that has really been slumping since 2000, uh, and uh, unfortunately, bad news last month that it did seem to uh, reset lower. So maybe we've uh, coaxed as many uh, marginal participants into the labor market as uh, we will be able to do uh, in this cycle. Thanks so much for the insight. Carl Riccadonna, Chief U.S. Economist at BNP Paribas in New York. Coming up, it is Media Day at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. The only program dedicated to currency events. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. The annual Consumer Electronics Show takes place in Las Vegas this week. Let's talk about some of the most anticipated projects with Jennifer Jolly, Tech Life columnist for USA Today, also founder and editor-in-chief of TechIsh.com, based in San Francisco. Jennifer, the tech geek in me is really jealous I'm not in Las Vegas this week to take a look at the latest, greatest in technology. What's sort of on the docket? We know today's media day, so everyone's sort of getting that up-close look at what's uh, the latest and greatest in tech. Yeah, the show officially starts tomorrow, but we've actually been here since Friday going first hands-on, kind of all the buzziest gadgets and gear that's uh, coming out, debuting this year. Some of this, you know, it's just idea, pie-in-the-sky ideas. Some of it's startups, scrappy startups. Some of it is really the next big thing in the world of tech. I think this year's show should be called C-E-A-I-S because (laughs) AI is a headline in Every new gadget, every new tech tool, from cars to clothes to robots, laptops, bikes, shoes, speakers, and even all those new flagship TV sets that we see here that get unveiled every year. Yeah, we know CES is is typically, you know, the the TVs are what people look at there. And so you're saying that they're starting to see some AI integration there. What does that even look like? Huge AI integration. You know what it looks like? It's uh clear. It's translucent. LG's signature OLED 4K 77-inch screen is see-through. That's the screen that my jaw hit the floor when I saw it. It's translucent, as in you can see right through it, even if there's something being broadcast on the screen. There's also a darker film that you touch a a button on the remote, and a darker film rises up, turns the gorgeous next-gen, you know, more normal looking 4k tv um with that darker screen it turns right into that but watching it in action 
it's one of those things, like I kept hearing about it, but it wasn't until I saw it that I really kind of figure it out. It's very similar to how transition sunglasses go from clear inside to darker outside. Just really, really cool. And that's what's playing into the idea, right? Where I feel like so much of this, whether it's technology, the integration of AI, it's all about creating this immersion into an experience, right? And I know yeah. that, that that's sort of what the TVs are trying to do. Surround sound, AI integration, all that good stuff. But we're also seeing, yeah. you, you mentioned sort of too, just some big ideas. And, and I have to ask because, you know, it's uh, like an episode of the Jetsons, right? Are flying cars really <laughs> right around the corner? We are seeing uh, Hyundai, we're going to see them unveil a, an actual flying taxi. So they're not just a, a thing of futuristic dreams anymore. They're actually real. Uh, one of the ones that I've taken a, a little spin in is called the Helix Pivotal. It, it's like a flying car concept, but it doesn't actually have wheels. It's more of an ultralight, an, an EVTOL, EVTOL fully carbon fiber, under 350 pounds, and, and I'm calling it like almost with uh, air quotes, almost flying car concept, no wheels. It takes off vertically like a helicopter, flies for 20 minutes or around 20 miles. It speeds around 60 miles an hour, stays pretty low between 400 and 1,200 feet. But here's the deal with this one. It's an ultralight. You don't need a pilot certificate to fly it. Instead, you go through some training with the company, uh, now, who might buy a futuristic flying machine? The company says it's ranchers, aviation pioneers, former pilots, adventure seekers, and Silicon Valley types who can afford six figures for that last leg of their commute. They're the ones pre-ordering it. It starts at a price tag of $190,000. Oh, very modest. <laughs> Thanks so much right? for joining us and giving us a little bit of a yeah. preview. That's Jennifer Jolly. She's a Tech Live columnist for USA Today in San Francisco. Up next, it's nearly time for the Chicago. Boat Show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. The Chicago Boat Show is set to return to McCormick Place this Wednesday through Sunday. Let's get an inside look now from Darren Envall, manager of the Chicago Boat Show. Darren, this is a staple of winter in Chicago. We know McCormick Place gets packed with boat enthusiasts. What, uh, what are you looking forward to this year? Um, just looking forward to one, starting to think of spring. Um, thinking about the boats on display as well as the Discover Boating Beach Club. We have a great interactive feature on site for people to see and interact with different activities. And I know that uh, this is often a time when people come to see like the latest and greatest and what's new, but it's also a really great opportunity for those who maybe haven't stepped into the world of boating to sort of get a hands-on look and really see how how user-friendly it can be. Right. There's a great experts here as well as um, represented from the manufacturers that people would be able to ask questions about what's the latest and greatest um, out there. And the community, the marine industry is great on, on directions on how to get started in, in the marine industry, how to get uh, how, how to get on the water. Well, and it's not just, I think we think Chicago Boat Show, obviously we think of boats, but it's more than just that. There's, there's paddle boards, there's all kinds of activities. Are, are those also going to be showcased this week? Yeah, they, they will. They'll be on display as well as we'll have a paddle fest within that Discover Boaty Beach Club where people will be able to even try it on the water. We have a shallow pool. Um, so there's people there to give them instructions on how to do a stand-up paddleboard or kayaking. <laughs> that's, I'm glad you said that it's shallow, too, because knowing me or my balance, that's already nerve-wracking. Uh, wh- what are you expecting as far as turnout goes, and how is this going to compare to years past? Um, we're expecting a great turnout. Um, it, you know, during the pandemic, one thing we found is people found a way to get on the waters, way to spend time with family and enjoy being outdoors and enjoying the, what just getting on the water with family and friends. So we're expecting a great turnout. Um, there's a lot of first-time boat buyers, a lot of people that will have questions on their boat. We have a Fred Shed um, interactive do-it-yourself display where people are going to be able to interact with marine techs and, and get that uh, answer questions on how to maintain their their new watercraft. Thanks so much, Darren Envall. That's manager of the Chicago Boat Show, which returns to McCormick Place January 10th through the 14th this week. Still ahead, there's a new era of 3D sound. Plus, we'll get a couple of suggestions from our Monday stock picker. This is Chicago's News Traffic and Weather Station, News Radio 105.9. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon and thanks so much for joining us. I'm Rachel Pearson in for Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. What's expected to be the first big snowstorm of the season is heading our way. We'll check in with AccuWeather in just a moment. Certain jets are grounded after a piece of a plane blows out midair during a flight in Oregon. One of the breakout technologies at this year's Consumer Electronics Show is 3D audio. Plus, it's Stock Picker Monday. We'll get a couple of suggestions from our Monday Stock Picker. WBBM Business, it's a Trading mix today. The Dow down 34 points. NASDAQ up 225. The S&P 500 up 34 points. AccuWeather says we'll see mostly cloudy skies this afternoon with a high of 37 degrees. But we're really keeping an eye on this evening as a winter storm system is heading our way with the potential of dumping some significant snow. Let's get the latest on the forecast live from AccuWeather meteorologist Brian Thompson. Yeah, Rachel, we are seeing uh, some clouds around right now. It's going to stay pretty cloudy through the rest 
rest of the afternoon. I think for most areas, we will get through the evening commute probably okay as well. But to probably shortly after that, that's when the snow is going to start to move on in. And we're going to see snow at times from tonight through much of the day tomorrow, even into tomorrow night. Now, that snow will mix with rain at times, especially close to the lakefront. That will likely cut down on amounts some. But over much of the Chicago area, about three to six inches is expected with this storm through tomorrow and tomorrow night. There is the potential for six to 12 inches across some of the northern western suburbs. The wind is going to pick up, too, and that's going to be pretty gusty as we head through the day tomorrow. Brian Thompson is Radio 105.9 WBBM. Meantime, federal investigators are in Portland, Oregon, trying to determine how exactly an emergency escape section of an Alaska Airlines Boeing 737 MAX 9 plane blew out at about 16,000 feet just minutes after takeoff. The pilots thankfully maintained control, and the aircraft returned to its airport without any serious injuries. CBS's Chris Van Cleve has learned that same plane had pressurization warning lights come on for several flights before the incident. It was a 63-pound piece of the plane, known as a plug door, blowing out at 16,000 feet, leaving a gaping hole, forcing the 171 passengers and six crew to don oxygen masks. In Alaska, there was moments of, am I going to make it? Texting my loved ones um, that I love them and I'm not sure what's going to happen here. That's passenger Nicholas Hoke. Investigators say the missing panel's been turned over by a man who found it in his yard. Your best stock option. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. The markets are mixed this Monday afternoon. Joining us now on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home, is Jack Ablin, Chief Investment Officer at Crescent Capital here in Chicago. And Jack, what do you make of what we're seeing on Wall Street today in our first full trading week of 2024? Sure. Um, Certainly not much economic news yet, although we do have a lot packed toward the end of the week. Uh, I think today a lot of it is just uh, trading off the news on Boeing. Uh, Interesting to see that the Dow is down about 26 points. Uh, The S&P is up. And in fact, if uh, not for Boeing, the uh, the Dow would be up probably about 75 points so far today. Well, and we know that 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 specific Boeing 737 MAX 9 jet primarily used by Alaska and I believe United Airlines. Are we seeing any impact there on Wall Street as well? We are. We're seeing um, certainly the the airlines, yes, and also some of the providers, uh, a lot of the parts manufacturers. So really the whole supply chain is feeling the effect of this uh, of this mishap. And that's all it takes, right? It's one mishap to have this whole chain reaction. Uh, obviously, safety uh, the, the main concern, but it, it does has an economic repercussions as well. That's it. And, you know, unfortunately, this 737 MAX uh, has had a long history of issues um, going back to really its, um, you know, retrofitting uh, a relatively old airplane uh, and trying to keep up with the the Airbus, which was uh, a newer plane. Um, so I think that, um, you know, Boeing is, is going to have to do a little soul searching and see if maybe they just, uh, moving forward, um, you know, look for shorter, you know, a, a new shorter haul aircraft. Yeah. Now, now, Jack, tech has certainly been a, a big topic at the end of 2023, really all of last year. Uh, but that big seven, a little soft here to start 2024. What are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I think a lot of it is uh, fueled by this notion that uh, we're expecting slower growth with lower inflation uh, and lower short-term interest rates. Uh, And if that's the case, then um, we should expect a lot of the companies that didn't participate last year, in fact, most notably those that rely on uh, banks, for example, uh, and others for debt, um, to really start to lead the way higher and catch up. Uh, to these mega-cap, high-quality tech companies that really don't have much debt. Now, earlier on in the show, we had an economist explain that uh, we it appears we've dodged a recession, but of course we know anything is possible. I'm curious sort of what your thoughts are as we, as we start 2024 and look to see where interest rates fall. Right. So uh, we're, our base case, what we're, we're putting at about a 60% chance, is slower growth, slower inflation, but both stay positive. Uh, However, we do have a 30 percent scenario where uh, this uh, interest rates uh, and uh, the economy um, slow dramatically. So we could see negative prints in the economic growth recession and deflation um, if things slow down pretty dramatically. But the fact is that we had a very strong job uh, job, uh, growth uh, in December. It looks like we're entering uh, you know, 2024 with a running head start in the economy. So I think if we can engineer a slower inflation uh, and keep the economy uh, moving similar to where it is, I think we're going to be in pretty good shape. Thanks so much, Jack Ablin, Chief Investment Officer at Crescent Capital here in Chicago. Up next, it's a new era of audio. Lunch money for all generations. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. The Consumer Electronics Show continues in Las Vegas this week. And one of the innovations on display is something known as 3D audio. Let's learn about it from Paul Hawkman, President of Humongous Media and former tech editor for the Today Show based in Cambridge. Paul, we talked earlier a little bit about some of the uh, latest and greatest in tech, but I want to specifically dive into 3D audio. First of all, what does that even mean? Great question. Uh, 3D audio is the experience you have when you listen to audio that sounds like it's coming from a natural source. In other words, here's the opposite. The opposite is if you listen to the sound in your laptop and you want to play music out of the little laptop speakers you have. That's Now, is it 3D? Of course, the sound is going around you and so on, but, the, but it's really coming from two dimensions Um, meaning left, right, and center. That's about it. So that sound coming out of those little speakers, you know where it's coming from exactly. It's coming directly from in front of you. To the extent that somebody does a good job designing that sound, it may sound a little bit like surround sound that's coming around, but it's really 2D. 3D sound, you actually feel as if the sound is, uh, say you're listening to jungle sounds, okay? It sounds to you, to the the recipient of of the sound waves, like that sound is coming from all around you, like you're in the jungle. So that's that's the basic difference. And and how does that differ, say, I guess, what are we talking about? Are we talking about just simply placing speakers all around, surrounding yourself with a physical piece of technology? Or is there something more to it that creates sort of that immersive sound that you mentioned? No, in fact, you're absolutely, you put your finger on it. The magic of this is it still comes out of those two speakers in your laptop, for example, meaning that the, the, the sound that's generated makes you feel as if you're surrounded by speakers, but you're not. And here's what's really interesting is that when, I mean, I, I, I've covered the, uh, the, you know, basically the CES show for, for years, over a decade. 
And every year there's some sort of buzzword. Everybody gets started. I mean, there was the year of the tablet a long time ago, and then there was the year of 3D television and so on. And this year, of course, it's AI. I mean, everybody's talking about it. But what's really interesting is AI is driving this development. And, th- and here's why this is important. For folks who are, whether you're a gamer, whether you're somebody who just loves to listen to music, whether you're somebody who wants to watch, mu- watch a movie, fine. But there are also soundscapes. Everything you do, if the sound itself is generated by this, there, there's one company called Global Illumination, okay? That's one of many working on this. But if the, essentially AI determines what technology is being used to emit the sound, like what speakers, what the producer created in the original um, source sound and all that stuff, all of that is, is essentially embraced by AI and AI changes what is, the, what is produced. Result, you hear and feel that 3D experience because AI has taken control of your individual hardware, your individual software, your individual source material, and it is interpreting what would be the best way to give you that 3D sound experience. So to conclude, AI is deciding, customized to you, what kind of sound would be best. And for anybody who's, you know, who, who is, who's used to this kind of stuff, um, the gaming stuff, which is really good, it, they will be blown away. I've already heard it. It is sort of staggering, and it's definitely cha- it's going to change a lot of the way we experience the world around us. And I just sort of want to clarify that this sort of has what you're describing as retroactive application. What I mean by that, like think back to when we introduced 4K, right, for, for resolution. You had to specifically use a certain camera to capture 4K images and then put it on a certain screen. But we, if I'm understanding you right, this is applicable to, to existing technology that would just sort of then be adapted? That's exactly right. That is what's wow. so revolutionary about this is you don't have to go by. Okay, to your point. Oh, now I got to go buy a 4K or an 8K. Now there's 8K, you right. know, an 8K TV to really experience that source material as it was intended. No, 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 no. I mean, of course there are limitations. You know, a Dixie cup and a string are not gonna, <laughs> is not going to cut. Is not going to cut it. But but short of that or past that, virtually any technology you currently use with a reasonably modern laptop or a reasonably modern television with a reasonably modern soundbar or just the speakers in the television itself. Those are going to be transformed by this technology. You do not have to buy new technology. Thanks so much for joining us. Paul Hawkman, president of Humongous Media and former tech editor for the Today Show. You can, of course, join us at this time tomorrow for Travel Tuesday. Still to come, our Stock Picker Monday. Cash, credit, debit, and totally free. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Stock Picker Monday, and you know what that means. Joining us with a pair of investment ideas is Ken Crawford, portfolio manager at Argent Capital in Clayton, Missouri. Ken, glad to have you with us. What's your first pick? First pick is Home Depot. You just had an ad with them, Rachel. <laughs> Not uh, by design, I promise. <laughs> no, no, we didn't. We didn't stage that. Uh, we like Home Depot for a few reasons. Obviously, their scale, which allows them to advertise on your radio show, and also allows them to spend on things like AI and other areas that smaller mom pa uh, home building material companies might not be able to. Uh, we also like the, the Fed pivot, so Jay Powell talking about uh, the possibility of lower interest rates in 2024. We think that would help the mortgage and therefore housing business, which obviously would help Home Depot uh, a fair amount. And we like the fact that they are insulated relative to other retailers in terms of online. So most people are probably not buying a sheet of plywood on Amazon or somewhere else. They're going to Home Depot to get that. And we like that safety with the company. And Home Depot, an easy ticker to remember, it's HD. Ken, what's your second pick? 
Second pick is Progressive. I'm sure your listeners have seen their advertisements on television and probably heard them on radio as well. Uh, We like them for a few reasons. They are a direct insurer, so they don't have agents between you and us, so that lowers their costs. Um, They are taking share, so some of their advertising seems to be working and getting us to purchase their insurance as opposed to the competitors. And then uh, lastly and, and more recently, states have increased Uh, The cost of auto insurance, not necessarily good for us consumers, but very good for companies like Progressive that are seeing their prices rise above the cost of of auto repairs. So their profitability should be improving going forward. And that's Progressive PGR. Thanks so much. Ken Crawford, Portfolio Manager at Argent Capital. You'll also find past programs later today, a podcast of this hour. It'll be available at WBBMNewsRadio.com and on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.